Welcome, everyone, to another episode of my weird little podcast. Uh, today's episode is especially weird, and I know I always say that. Do I always say that? I feel like I always say kind that. Kind of, yeah, that's true. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, you know, it just gets weirder and weirder. Um, anyways, today we have Patrick and myself. Hello. As usual. I'm always here. <laughs> always here. Um, but today's you're episode, I have to think, what's that? I said, yeah, I guess you're the my in the my weird little podcast. It is my, but it is a universal. <laughs> my. Sometimes it's oh, not okay. me doing the story. You know, it's yeah. Um, today's episode for you to remember when you edit this is going to be called the one where shit falls from the sky. <laughs> okay. All right. I don't one know if you can curse. The, the one, one where, where the one where can, stuff falls from the sky. I can I'll just put like S H asterisk T or whatever. Okay, yeah. good. Good, good, good. Um you know, not literally, um, not saying that that's never happened in nature. Actually, you know, it could be. I forgot part of the story that is part of it. Anyways, never mind. Uh we'll get into it in a little bit. I do have to thank my bestie Mitchell for uh suggesting part of this episode is inspired by his suggestion and exciting news he's going to be on the episode or on the podcast um a couple weeks from now he's bringing another surprising story and uh you know uh i absolutely love when he's on because i think we are just very like-minded um you know just found out he loves touched by an angel just as much as i love touched by an angel uh, we are right, both. Now that's weird. Yeah, that's weird. Now. We are both fans <laughs> of uh, Doctor Quinn, um, although he is Team Colleen number two, and I'm Team Colleen number one. And you know, I will fight him. I don't. I don't plan on fighting him, but I don't want to. Like sometimes I get really intense about you know these things, so I'm going to try to keep that to myself uh, this time. <laughs> Colleen number one is 100% the better actress. Um, she, like her- For, for, for yeah. those of you listening that don't know, um, there was a there was a first Colleen and then she was replaced with another actress later on in the series. Yeah. But Colleen number one <laughs> is the better actress. Um, Mitchell. I think you're right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, yeah. Um, and, just for clarification, I don't watch Touched by an Angel for like intense religious, you know, views. Um, everyone is open to their own, you know, tastes in religion. I think Touched by an Angel is probably one of the worst representations of <laughs> religion, just because Monica has the worst advice I've ever heard. Monica That's and Gloria. If, if Monica or Gloria were my angels, I would be in trouble. Because uh, <laughs> actually causes problems sometimes. And Gloria is like all over the place. Tess is cool. Tess has it going on. Tess is like 100% down. If Tess was my guardian angel, we'd be fine. You know, everything would <laughs> be fine. Even Andrew, you know, the angel of death. Like he's more put together than Monica. Uh, and that's saying something. Um, I've, but only, I've only watched the show a few times, but I remember it being weird thinking that 
angels were arguing about how to deal with my situation, you know, about the people's situation. Yeah. One of my <laughs> favorite episodes, like, uh, this woman is like suffering from schizophrenia and the angels appear to her to help her out. And I'm like, this is like, did you think? <laughs> right? <laughs> That's a bad idea. That's a bad idea. Like, no. <laughs> Let's appear to the schizophrenia. And it's yeah. not like the only time that happens there's a few times where someone's like mentally ill and they're like they're trying to help them out and i'm like maybe we should leave it to the real therapist to get them into reality then you know then then to put more angels in their head yeah yeah you know it's just <laughs> their hallucinations um anyways that's a tangent right. you know if you will watch touch by an angel and you are religious then you know good for you um but definitely don't don't go into it thinking it is the best advice. Some of the episodes are really well written. I will say that, but we're that's okay. Never mind. That's for me to discuss with Mitchell in a future episode. Yeah, on, on the next Touched by an Angel episode. <laughs> um, yeah. Today's episode is on the Kentucky meat shower. And it is that's... exactly what it sounds like. That's sounds why terrible. I'm wearing a hat today. <laughs> what? They said it sounds terrible, yeah. Yeah, uh, it is terrible. Um, but this is why I'm wearing the hat. If you watch my TikToks, I try to match my outfits to the podcast. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can see that I'm wearing a hat. If you're listening on, uh, you know, wherever you listen to podcasts, uh, I'm wearing a hat. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. So I wore a hat because if I was in a meat shower, I'd probably want to wear a hat um <laughs> you know i get you yeah uh so um this all takes place oh let me start with my sources sorry uh scientific american book of the damned bbc science focus wikipedia and others and mitchell um you know uh those are my sources so this takes place in olympia which is an unincorporated community in Bath County, Kentucky, United States. Um, if you don't know what an unincorporated place is, look it up because Vegas is also an unincorporated place, or shall I say paradise. And like I said, I promised that was going to be an episode for a future time. Um, you know, um, it's just like a really boring fact about Las Vegas is that paradise, Las Vegas, as you know, it is an unincorporated place. Las Vegas, as you know, it is actually paradise. La, la, la. There we go. Okay. Said it. That's the whole episode. Now I don't need to do that episode in the future. Um, there, there you go. Yeah. I love how I talk when I tell tourists about it. I can just see their eyes glaze over. And I'm like, to me, it's fascinating. To you, this is the most boring thing you've learned about Vegas today. Is that, and confusing. And like, what do you mean Vegas isn't Vegas? Vegas isn't Vegas. And it's not even a city. It's an unincorporated place. Um, yeah. So I feel like a lot of these stories take place in un unincorporated places. And I've said this many times, you know, but maybe, <laughs> maybe it's because weird things happen on the fringes of society. Who knows? Um, but this is definitely a weird thing. So March 3rd. 1876, between 11 a.m. and 12 p.m., a farmer's wife, Mrs. Crouch, was making soap on her porch when she reported seeing uh, 
pieces of meat fall from the sky. She said uh, she was 40 steps from her house when the meat started to slap the ground. This is where you make sound effects, Pat. (laughs) I can't hear any of that. (laughs) It's just me doing nothing. That's hilarious. Um, probably didn't sound like clapping, but you know, I don't know. You, everyone knows what meat slapping the ground sounds like as it falls from the sky. Right. Uh, So she said she was 40 steps from her house when the meat started to slap the ground. Uh, the meat looked grisly, according to Mrs. Crouch. Uh, her uh, she and her husband believed the event signified a sign from God. I mean, uh, yeah, right? <laughs> I mean, I don't know what I would think. Um, probably mm-hmm. not that necessarily, um, but. What what year again was this? 1876. 1876. So, you know, yeah, exactly. Yeah, nowadays, it's, it's meat, falling, meat falling from the sky nowadays is much more common. So, you know. Um <laughs> So Alan Crouch, her husband, said uh, the meat, which looked like beef, fell all around her. The sky was perfectly clear at the time, and she said it fell in large snowflakes. Most of the pieces were approximately two by two inches, at least, um, and one was four by four inches. Um, The meat appeared to be beef, but according to the first report in Scientific Scientific American, two men who tasted it, two men who tasted it, judged it to be lamb or deer. Shut the hell up. No, oh my God. Someone ate it? I mean. What? Uh, oh yeah, I, I don't, I don't even know. I don't even know. Sky meat? Um, That's crazy. <laughs> all right. Um. So. According to the sanitarian, Leopold Brandes, anyways, uh, this guy, uh, who's probably important, uh, said, identified the substance as Nostock. Um, now, I showed you a picture of it before. Look up Google Nostock, everybody listening. You've probably seen this stuff before on the beach. Whenever you're at the beach and you see, like, this seaweed that looks like more gelatin, then plant-like that's what nostoc most likely is that's um so i'm going to try to explain what it is um but honestly this explanation still didn't make full sense to me but i am not a science person so <laughs> are you about to say you're no nostatician i'm no yeah right <laughs> Um, so it is a type of, uh, cyan, uh, cyanobacteria, C-Y-A-N-O, bacteria, cyanobacteria, whatever. Cyanobacteria, whatever. Cyanobacteria. Um, you know what that is. Nostoc is also known as star jelly, troll butter, spit of the moon, (laughs) fallen star, which is butter, um, and which is jelly. Uh, it is the most com- it is the most common cyanobacteria found in various environments that may form colonies composed of filaments and mono 
monoliform cells uh, in gelatinous sheath of polysaccharides. Anyways, it's a bunch of cells that collect together. I believe it's sometimes living cells, like of a creature or plant cells. It's just like a pile of cells that form a jelly. And it can fall from the sky. Uh, It can be on the, you know, beach. It can form in the forest. It's just like jelly cells together, Um, you know. So, and like things that are in the ocean often end up in the clouds because of, what is that? You know, how clouds are formed. (laughs) Evaporation. Evaporation, that's the word. Um, So yeah, it's, I mean, it has happened where like fish have fallen from the sky, jellyfish. uh, Didn't frogs? Frogs, yeah. So, you know, stuff gets sucked up, you know, up there sometimes. So It's still crazy to me that that evaporation can happen on that as large of a scale. Yeah, no, true, true. But like I said, I'm not a science person, so I can't explain it to you. I don't even know what the word for evaporation was. Okay, (laughs) let's be real. Um. You know, uh, Sarah, who's listening to this, uh, her husband would probably know because he is the weatherman and, you know, he controls the weather. So uh, he that's, probably that's knows. That's what the weatherman does. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so so Brand- Brandis uh, identified the Kentucky Gnostic as belonging to the species Gnostic cranium, which he described as flesh colored. Um, but really, it honestly looked like the color of seaweed. Um, so, uh, you know, some seaweed kind of has a brownish color, too, as well. So uh, it tastes <sighs> it tastes like frog or spring chicken legs, he said. <laughs> mm. I'm not going to ask how he knows that. I know how he knows that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and had ballooned and fallen upon the Crouch residence when it rained. Uh, Brandis gave the meat sample. Meat sample. Brandis gave the meat sample to the Newark Scientific Association for further analysis, uh, leading to a letter from Dr. Alan McLean Hamilton appearing in the medical record and stating the meat had been identified as lung tissue from either a horse. Or a human infant. Oh, yeah. Pause for dramatic. Pause to let you that sink in. Um, right. so he goes on to say the structure of the organ in these two cases being almost identical. So he couldn't tell the difference. This is also 1876. So, you know, um, mm-hmm. The composition of the sample was backed up by further analysis with two samples of meat being identified as lung tissue, three as muscle, and two as cartilage. So some people said it was nostoc. Some people are saying it's actual meat from an animal. So uh, Dr. L.D. Castabine, who wrote in an 1876 edition of the Louisville Medical News, uh, said that it was quite literally a, coordin- a coordinated bout of projectile vulture vomit. 
So yeah, let that sink <laughs> in when you know that people ate this stuff. I know, right? Yeah, that's, that's all I'm thinking about. Every time there's a yeah. different explanation, I'm like, oh, and everybody ate it. Yeah. So I don't know if that's what it is, because like I wasn't there in 1876, but I feel like that's like an oversimplified explanation. But you know, uh, what is what is that term? Something razor. I'll have to look it up, but it's uh, it's where you know the most simplest explanation is probably the explanation, you know. Mm-hmm. So in this case, uh, you know, that's probably the case, you know, Occam's razor. Yeah. Occam's Occam's razor. Probably the most simplest explanation is the explanation. So, okay. It's vulture vomit. So having obtained a sample of his own, Castavin set fire to it and observed that it smelt distinctly of rancid mutton. This is him. Uh, saying uh, the only plausible theory explanatory of this animalist animalist shower uh, appears to me to be that suggested by the old Ohio farmer, the disgorgement of some vultures that were sailing over the spot from their immense height. The particles were scattered by the prevailing wind over the ground. The variety of tissue discovered, muscular, connective, fatty, structuralist, etc., can be explained only by this theory. So two species of vulture are actually found in Kentucky, so this seems to be pretty self-explanatory for that um, to happen. I mean, uh, you know, who's to say what it was? Because I wasn't there back then. Now, this is not the only time that this has happened. In fact, that very year, in on March 12th of 1876, a red rain described as appearing to be vegetable cells fell over London. So... That's right, that's right. Yeah. Now, strange things have fallen from the sky. This is not the only time that weird jelly has fallen from the sky. In fact, it has happened very recently. And uh, this is where Mitchell comes in, because Mitchell just sent me, he sent me a TikTok about a guy from Oakville, Washington, talking about the blobs that fell from the sky. Uh, And it's so funny how he describes it. He's like, you know, when you're flying in an airplane over the country, you see all these little cities, you know, down below. And each one of those cities has like a story like this, you know, where something strange has happened. You know, and you'll never know because you probably won't visit those cities, you know, but you ever find yourself in Oakville, Washington, ask them about the blobs. So on August 7th, 1994 in Oakville, Washington, which Oakville is a city in Gray Harbors County, Washington in the United States, if you didn't know. Um, So police officer David Lacey was driving his cruiser on patrol when he noticed it had began to rain. When Lacey turned his wipers on, he noticed the rain wasn't being swept aside. It seemed to smear as though someone had taken petroleum jelly and smudged it across the car. So he pulled over to the gas station. Uh, Lacey donned gloves 
and felt the substance. It was goopy and uh, jelly-like. So uh, he said the substance was very mushy, almost like if you had jello in your hands. Uh, Lacey actually said this on an episode of Unsolved Mysteries, which is my favorite show that I watch every day, along with Touched by an Angel and Dr. Quinn. Um, <laughs> so uh, this uh, program aired in 1996, if you want to look up the episode. Lacey goes on to say, you know, you could pretty much squish it through your fingers. When we knew it wasn't something we would normally see because we never experienced before, we had some bells go off in our heads. Uh, this isn't right. This isn't normal. So Officer Lacey was perplexed, but not exactly concerned at this time. Uh, not until he became seriously ill. So another resident reported that a translucent gelatinous substance had rained down in the night. Uh, she expressed concern that it may have caused her mother and herself to become ill and, spe and speculated that it may have been the reason that her kitten had died. She said that her mother and herself subsequently developed flu-like symptoms. But this was not just her experience. Other people had very similar experiences as well. Resident Beverly Roberts told The Chronicle uh, that she grew curious enough about the goo to take some home for a closer look. You know, don't touch the goo, guys. Just don't touch the goo. <laughs> you know, if you don't know what it is, don't touch it. Um, so within a day, she she said she was struck with weird sy symptoms including vertigo, and she had to seek medical care. Others reported upper respiratory infections, inner ear infections, at roughly the same time that the blobs appeared. Resident Sonny Barcliffe told the Lewiston Tribune in 1994 that she had first noticed the blobs dotting uh, a black asphalt roof on her family's 29-acre farm. A short time later, her mother, Dottie Hearn, sought treatment for dizziness and nausea. Sunny reported fatigue after touching it. Don't touch the blobs, guys. Just don't touch them. Yeah. Uh, so over the next three weeks, there were another five reports in local in the local area of these strange blobs, with several people claiming that they had fallen ill as a result of contact with them. A microbiologist at the Washington State Department of Health found that the blobs contained two species of bacteria, uh, although there was no suggestion that the bacteria were harmful. Uh, so uh, when the Oakville blobs appeared again, samples were collected and tested by a local doctor who initially stated the substance contained human blood cells. Ugh. Uh, so... <laughs> Samples of goo were collected by the Washington State Department of Health. Uh, the Department of Health found two bacteria in it, uh, pseudomomas and fluorescence, uh, no, pseudomoma fluorescence and entobacter colloque. Sorry, I don't speak bacteria, um, <laughs> but... So whether the bacteria could cause illness in people was debated, uh, though E. coli, oh, 
what did I say? E. coli, e. coli uh, which is found in human nature, can be a pathogen. Uh, before further studies were to be undertake, undertaken, uh, the health department microbiologist Milk, Mike Dowell said that the samples disappeared from his lab. Dun, dun, dun. Several theories were given by the residents, including uh, wondering whether the substance might have been waste from a commercial plane toilet. Now, this would explain, here we go, Occam's razor right here. This would explain both the white blood cells and the fact that it sickened and killed animals since planes use antifreeze in their lavatory systems. One thought was that jellyfish had somehow been swept up destroyed and then scattered either through some kind of natural event or something man-made uh, another uh theory is that the air force which was said to be performing bombing practice runs over the pacific had perhaps bl blown up a jellyfish um in the water uh so uh or worse that they were conducting biological weapons testing uh while the air force confirmed bombing practice by the 354th Fighter Squadron, uh, it had taken place 40 to 50 miles away. Um, most put the frequency of the rain events, you know, so most put that this blob rain actually lasted uh, over a six to three week period. Yeah, so it did last for a long time. Uh, no theory was ever proven to be correct, um, but for a time, the incident received coverage in several media outlets, the New York Times, like I said, Unsolved Mysteries, and Monster and Mysteries, Monsters and Mysteries in America, which I forgot about that show. It's a great show. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that is the meat rain of Kentucky and the Oakville blobs of Washington. Uh, so, you know, America's got some stuff falling from the sky um but yeah no like i said earlier i was like looking up 10 weird things to fall from the sky and there's like a whole lot of them you know like i said fish frogs uh blood rain or red rain yeah, is actually rain, yeah. like one that occurs a lot so you know uh wear a hat everyone <laughs> <laughs> And if it's weird, don't touch or, or eat it oh, to yeah. find out what it is. Don't I love I like lots. I like how it was basically every meat except for pork. Well, pork is Cuz they said they said beef and they said lamb and they said another one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but then cuz I was like I was like is this so someone can be like, I mean, I'll believe it's pork when pigs fly. You know, like is that what someone's setting up a joke? <laughs> oh man all right on that i hope you all enjoyed this episode thank you Mitchell, for suggesting about the oakville blobs um i hope you all uh like share subscribe you know tell your friends if you are enjoying this episode uh you can check out my past episode on hollywood's haunted the podcast which uh i've did many episodes on that in the past if you're looking for more Hollywood scandals. Nowadays, we are in Sin City and much more strangeness to come. 
So uh, I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day. Don't eat the blobs, wear a hat, invest in an umbrella, wear your sunscreen. That wasn't even something I brought up, but do it. Do it. This is good for yeah. you. Um, yeah. And uh, stay spooky, everyone. Ooh. <laughs>